Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. To prepare you for the scripture reading, I remind you of this morning's call to worship, which began and extolled we come to the mountaintop. Today's scripture describes an extraordinary event occurring on a mountaintop. The Bible contains many types of literature, war, romance, poetry, song, but to be blunt, Many would claim that today's second scripture reading from the Gospel of Matthew about a mountaintop transfiguration event is merely and only science fiction. The first scripture reading from a letter are words of a mountaintop witness. I will begin reading with 2 Peter 1.1 to explicitly establish this mountaintop, this monumental author and its intended audience. Then I will continue on to 2 Peter 1.16-21. Verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Two those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Continuing. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by 
the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And now, if you are able, please stand while I read the Gospel Scripture. Matthew 17, 1 through 9, the Transfiguration. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. May God bless the reading, the hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Doug. What a wonderful message in Scripture uh, that we receive. I'm going to remind you that, uh, uh, that you have a bulletin that has compass guides. It does have the... Uh, does have some questions and some scripture passages to, uh, to focus on uh, throughout the week so that you can continually go back and reflect on what you have heard today. So I'm going to encourage you to, to have those handy, to write down some notes that, uh, that may come to mind as the Spirit speaks to you this morning. And also, that if you have a question, if something comes up in the midst of this, uh, that you can certainly text those in to me. I'm not sure whether or not I'll be able to get to it right away this morning, but, uh, but you can certainly text them in. My phone number is in the bulletin, and you could send those uh, questions to me. Uh, but I'd ask that you would pray with me. Gracious and almighty God, uh, God, we come striving to hear your word. And so we have heard scripture, God, and now... We long for your voice, for your message for us. And so, God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, 
but that they would be your words for your people and your message for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Mountaintops. Mountaintops. Have you been on a mountaintop? Physically? Spiritually? Emotionally? This is, what, this is what the story is all about today, is this, this special time. is probably where the phrase had come from, of being up on the mountaintop, of, of having this absolute euphoric experience. <clears throat> A couple of mountaintops for me. One, stuff that, you'll never, that I never forget. Uh, and so as I tell these, maybe you will also think of some of yours as well. First one, uh, Game 7... I'm sorry, not of the Cubs. <laughs> all of the, no, that was like you know, mountaintop valley, mountaintop valley all over. Uh, game seven, Calder Cup championship uh, in the UHL, which is the United Hockey League, where the Rockford Ice Hogs were battling, uh, I believe it was the Kalamazoo Wings. Uh, game seven. Uh, I had been selected to, uh, to sing the anthem for a number of Rockford Ice Hogs games. Uh, but Game 7 of the Calder Cup Championship was by far the highest mountain that I could imagine. 7,000 people, standing room only, all screaming their heads off as I'm singing the national anthem. Absolute mountaintop experience. I will never forget it. Just an incredible experience. Two, walk to Emmaus. <laughs> walk to Emmaus, that wonderful retreat that I took uh, where I began to receive my call into ministry. Uh, that entire weekend filled with the agape love of God, expressed to me in ways that, that I had never had it expressed to me before. An absolute mountaintop experience. Couldn't get rid of the mountaintop experience for at least another couple of weeks, if not months. Another time that I would never forget. Third, August 25th, 2019. August 25th, 2019. Some of you are here. Some of you remember that day. Although maybe you remember it the same way I do, maybe you don't. That happened to be the end of a worship series. And the title of the message was Rise Up. And it was rise up as we were reading the scripture passage from Ezekiel and the dry bones. Back when, prior to the merge, this was back at, at Epworth, uh, and we were sharing this message about God not being done. And we read through Ezekiel, I remember at the end of that message, and it was almost like that you remember the scripture passage where if I, if I did not speak about God, it would be like a fire shut up in my bones and it would just come out. Man, there was excitement. And we heard God speak revival that day. A mountaintop experience for me. Now, we have to realize that, that in these mountaintop experiences, as you, as you hear the, the three that I have, and, and you probably have some of your own, but I will say this. The first one was something I created. 
something I did. Yes, it was with the gifts that God had, had blessed me with, but it was something that I did. I did not proclaim God's kingdom. I did not necessarily participate in God's kingdom in that moment, in that mountaintop experience. It was me. But the other two, the other two were absolutely incredible. I mean, this was something that I basically participated with God in. That walk to Emmaus and joining here in Elgin was a participation in what God was already doing. I just joined in. That is a difference in those particular mountaintops. So I wonder about your mountaintops. Is, is some of those that you're thinking about or some of those that you feel were things that just affected you or maybe the people right around you? <clears throat> or was it something that you participated with God in? Now, you don't necessarily have to answer then, although you can throw it in the chat if you want to do that, if you wanted to, to have people read about those in your mountaintop experiences. But, I mean, the mountaintop experiences for you, was it, was it something that was glorifying yourself or was it something that was glorifying God in what it was? In our scripture passage today, we, here we have this mountaintop experience. It is that experience of the disciples going up with Jesus up to the mountaintop where Jesus is transfigured. He is changed. Now, sometimes we wonder, well, what exactly does transfiguration mean? So I looked it up. Google, of course. Right? <clears throat> we just had a whole series about why we shouldn't look up on Google. But, so I looked up transfiguration. What is the definition of transfiguration? And I like it. It's good. A complete change of form or appearance into a more beautiful or spiritual state. Again, a complete change of form or appearance into a more beautiful or spiritual state. That's transfiguration. That's what happened to Jesus up on the mountaintop where he began to glow. He became something new. It was this appearance and form change. In Jesus, which is why Peter was like, this is great. Let's stay right here. I'll build you a tent. We'll get you all set up and we'll just stay up here. We don't ever have to leave this mountain. Probably thinking that Jesus will supply them all the food and the drink and everything that they need, but they're going to stay up on the mountaintop. And isn't that what we want at times? I mean, I would much rather have had that national anthem stretch on for hours because of the experience that was there. I wanted Emmaus to go on for weeks. And thank God I am still standing right here in the midst of a revival, a journey of hope. But you want to be on that mountaintop. You want to keep this thing going. That's what Peter wanted to do. He wanted everything to just keep on moving along. Let's just keep on this mountaintop. We all want to stay up there. But you see, the thing is, is that Life is not lived out on the mountaintop. It is great to be up on the mountaintop. Don't get me wrong. In fact, some, some have said this, that you really can't appreciate the mountaintop unless you've been in the valleys. Because if all, you're, all you know is a mountaintop experience, what does the mountaintop become? It becomes more like, I think about the mesas out in Arizona, those those. Nice, tall uh, buttes 
that you can be on top of is just like a plane, but it's higher. But that's what it might feel like unless you have the valleys. Life is lived out not only on the mountains, but on the valleys as well as in the plains. We need all of those. However, there's something that happens up on those mountaintops. There's something beautiful that happens up there. Because not only do, I mean, we take this that that Jesus was transfigured and changed, but we are also transfigured and changed on those mountaintops. You come down off the mountain and you are a different person. I was a different person when I came back from Emmaus. My wife will tell you that. Something changed. Something happened. And the thing is, is that while we're on the mountaintop, we experience, we witness God's power and God's transforming grace in those mountaintops. And then we have a witness. And so I wonder if, as you're thinking about some of your mountaintops, did you share that witness of what happened to you on that mountaintop? Have you shared that with others? And what might have been their response to some of those mountaintop witnesses? Because I would imagine they've been pretty good. I think of a couple of other things that are happening, uh, that, have, that are happening or have just recently happened. Uh, one, if you haven't seen this, and, and maybe this is just on my news feed, I'm not sure, but has anybody heard about the Asbury Revival? Yeah? There's an amazing thing going on. Uh, Asbury, uh, Asbury College, Asbury University. Uh, there's been a revival going on there where people have been worshiping and singing and, and praising God since, I believe it was February 8th. Nonstop. Continuing on, even as we speak, there are people standing outside of the chapel because not everybody can get in the chapel. That is a beautiful thing. That is a, a witness to share. But not all mountaintops, or, or not all witnesses, come from mountaintops, too. Because we talk about this mountaintop, we talk about the power of a witness. Uh, there was a, a power of a witness that I just shared actually yesterday. Uh, and, it was, and it was this. Oh, I'm going to keep Dave on his toes. Uh, <laughs> it was this. Uh, because I shared at uh, the funeral of my uncle, my uncle Steve. Uh, and he battled cancer, battled this for so long. But there was a time when he, when he first received it, and some of the stuff I didn't hear about until recently, where, where he went through uh, a transfusion. The disease that he had, uh, my uncle Dave had, had mentioned that, that it had a 95% mortality rate, and he beat it. He went through, I believe, Jeff, you know, simply uh, as we, we talk about Jeff Graycheck and, and the path that he has taken, this, this blood transfusion where, it, where you almost have a new set of blood put in your system to try to offer that healing. Uh, but there was a time when, when Steve died on the table. And in that experience, he saw himself above himself. And he experienced this, this feeling, 
It wasn't as much of a vision as it was this absolute feeling of euphoria that came over him. That it was this absolute peace. But at that time, it was, he was like, maybe I'm, I'm kind of ready. But maybe God was like, no, you're not ready. But you see, one of the conversations that I had with him towards, towards the end, uh, we had sat over at my uncle's house and we were talking and he was explaining this, this vision and this feeling that he got. And then he asked me a question. And this is what I shared with everybody yesterday on. He asked me a question and his question was Why? And so I immediately jump to the, the questions of why that everybody asks. They, they ask the question, well, well, why did I get this? Why did I have to get this disease? And, uh, but that wasn't his question. See, his question was, why am I still here? He traveled this journey with so many other people who were going through the same illness, so many people that were going through all the treatments. And he kept asking this question of, why am I still here? All these people that are going through this with me, they've got, they've got spouses, they've got kids, they've got... Can't I die and let them live? This is what he wanted So his question genuinely was, why am I still here? Why can't I go and they live? And so then I asked him a question because he was struggling with this, and and it really plagued him for years. I asked him this question. I said, so have you told anybody about your experience on the table so many years ago? About that feeling that you had? He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, t- I tell people that were going through the treatments with me. I would tell them about uh, what was going on. And that story, I said, did you ch- notice a change in the people that you're telling that story to? And he goes, yeah, they, they did seem a little more at ease after I told them the story. And I said, you gave them hope. You gave them hope that there was something on this. I said, you asked me the question, why? That's your answer. Because of the lives that you have touched throughout all of those years of telling your story and offering a witness to what comes next. That is the power of a witness. Brothers and sisters, we have all been given a witness. We have all been given a testimony to share. May we truly be like Steve and share our witness with those around us. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, God, you have spoken to our hearts. You've spoken directly into our lives and and given us really, God, a command to go and share the power of a witness to offer hope and peace to those who are struggling. To testify to the grace that has worked in our lives. To build others up. God, we thank you for the message of the transfiguration, but even more than that, for for the messages that you continue to give us. 
and the testimonies and the witnesses that you allow us to share. God, help us to remember those times and help us to share those. God, put people in our path that we can share those with. God, all this we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand as you're able in response and join together in in this wonderful refrain of a song of just singing out about turning your eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory. I'm going to invite you to uh, join with us in the fellowship hall just across the hallway here uh, where you can enjoy some more fellowship and maybe you can offer a testimony or a witness of event that happened in your life with those that you are sitting at your table with. Uh, Also, I need to warn you because uh, obviously Ash Wednesday is Wednesday, and so normally that means that Fat Tuesday is Tuesday. Uh, And so we had a Mardi Gras party uh, on Saturday, and so many came out and enjoyed that. But there are a couple of king cakes out there, and so I need to warn you because there is a thing that happens with king cakes, that inside the king cakes, each one of them, I just say, there is a baby. It is a plastic baby. <laughs> Need to forewarn you of that. So you might actually get one of those. So be careful as you're eating the king cake. Uh, but if you get the baby, I believe that if you receive the baby, I'm not sure if it's just that you get good luck or you get to be king for the day, king or queen. I guess maybe you can translate that yourself. (laughs) But now as we get ready to go forth from this place and forth for all of you who are worshiping online, wherever you may go in your house, uh, I just ask that you go forth knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.